special shout out to the fourth grade of Providence Hebrew Day School for making this story a reality, and to all of my friends in Masifta of Boston. Special thank you to everyone who's been listening to the podcast, as well, of course, to Birch Outline. I really appreciate it. The fact that we have over a hundred thousand listens is showing me that you guys are really kind and nice. Thanks again. Listen to the end of the story to hear a very important and special piece of information. It's not fair. Chaim, Chaim, what's not fair? Rabbi, it's not fair that we can't go in the auditorium. You see the sign over there? It says, it says, do not enter. Huh. I wonder why we're not allowed to enter. Is he? Yes, Rabbi. Maybe go ask Rabbi Feingold why we're not allowed to go into the auditorium. Okay, Rabbi. Where, where's Rabbi Feingold now? Right behind you. Uh, hi, Rabbi Feingold. Uh, Rabbi. Y- yes. Uh, maybe you didn't see the notice that I sent out, but um, the class, Rabbi Gold's class, is putting on a fair, Mitz Hashem, and uh, they need the auditorium to be able to uh, do their fair. Oh, that, oh, the Lama Desmogos. You're all right, right. I forgot about it. I forgot about it. Oh, excellent, excellent. Well, let's peek through the windows. We tried, Rabbi, but they put papers in front of the windows so nobody could see what's going on inside. All right, all right. Well, I guess I guess we are going to have to wait. Um, what, Rabbi Feingold, I'm, I'm sorry to ask, what time is our turn to go to the fair? Mirza Hashem, uh, first through eighth grade, is going to the fair. Mirza Hashem at 11 o'clock sharp. Okay. All right, Bacharim, let's go outside. We'll play outside. Rabbi, it's freezing outside. All right. Alchanan, I know it's cold, but uh, what else are we going to do for recess? We'll go outside, we'll play outside. Maybe the football, you get to run around a little bit. It's good for you. It's always Sammy's messing things up. Chaim, what do you mean? Well, this is Sammy's class, and, and he's messing up my recess. All right, you know what? Just relax. Hopefully we'll have a good time at the fair. Look at it this way. We're getting out of an hour of class to go to the fair. Meanwhile, in the auditorium, Rabbi Gold was walking around from booth to booth, making sure everything was set. Okay, Zev, are you all set with your booth? Yes, Rabbi, I- I'm all set. All right, just tell me, what, what exactly is going to happen at your booth? Well, at my booth, we're doing the Malacha of Zerea. So everyone's going to get an apple. And first, we're going to have an apple-eating contest. We're going to time people how fast they can eat the apple, the whole apple, all the way to the seeds. That's first. And then, when you get to the seeds, you have to take the seeds out, and then you take the seeds, and you put it in your mouth, and you spit it, and try to get into the flower pot. And if you get into the flower pot, you get three tickets. If you get into the uh, ground, you get one ticket. And then we take the flower pots, and we give it to the person, and he, he takes it home with him, and he tries to grow an apple tree. Wow, that sounds exciting. Where are all the apples? Oh, see behind the... Oh, boy, that is a lot of apples. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, bushels or something, but lots and lots of bushels. Excellent. Good. All right. Uh, Hananya, what, what, what are you doing? Rabbi, my booth, I'm doing chayrish, plowing. Okay. And remember, we learned that on plowing, that you're not allowed to play, play outside certain games because you might come to smooth the ground or, or something like that, which is like a told of plowing or something after I think what it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Right. So, 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 so my, we're going to play marbles. I set up a whole marbles game over here and I brought in some sand and dirt and, and the boys are going to play marbles. So you mean they're going to do the malacha? 
but, but Rebbe, it's not Shabbos. We're just going to play a game of marbles to remember that we're not allowed to do marbles on Shabbos, but you're allowed to play it not on Shabbos. And, and then everyone who wins, everyone's going to get a chance to win a couple of marbles. Wow, that, that's marvelous. <laughs> Rebbe, that's very corny. I know, I know. Okay, who are we up to next? Okay, um, let's see. Kalman. Oh, Kalman. What do you have over here? Whoa, what is this? Uh, Rebbe, this, Rebbe knows my father, my father owns the rock gym, right? Oh, yes, yes, I, I know that, yes. Right, climbing are us. That's right, that's right. So I asked my father and he, he agreed, we have here a rock gym wall, that a climbing wall, a portable wall, and you see how those branches are coming out of it? Oh, that's like, that's like a tree. So, cause on Shabbos, cause of Kotsi, you're not allowed to climb a tree, so we're practicing climbing trees during the week, and we're not supposed to do on Shabbos, and, um, and it'll be fun, and kids will have fun doing that. Wow, that, that is a good idea. Excellent, beautiful, okay. And um, do you get any prizes or anything, any tickets? Well, everyone who goes up and down gets one ticket, you know, whether they, you know, just, just for fun. Excellent, beautiful. All right, who are we up to? Let's see over here. Um, we're up to Maishi. Maishi, what, what are you doing? Well, Rabbi, we're doing the Mulacha of Ma'amer. Oh, very good, yeah, and what are you doing for Ma'amer? Well, Rabbi, you see over here, we, 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 um, I have a big, big bunch of lollipops scattered all over, and and um, they fell off the lollipop tree. The lollipop tree? Yeah, yeah. In Candyland, there's a lollipop tree. Oh, really? Yeah. And did Rebbe ever play Candyland? Mm, not, not really. So recently, my kids are into Brachos Land instead of Candyland. Oh, oh well. Anyway, so we we have a lollipop tree. I mean, we don't have a lollipop tree. And Candyland has a lollipop tree, and these are the lollies from the. And so Ma'amar is putting together all the stuff in a basket, and so we're going to have a contest who could who could get the most lollies in a short amount of time. We're going to time it for a minute, and whoever gets the most lollies, then then they they get an extra ticket. But but either way, everyone gets a lolly, and this is Ma'amar. Excellent, Maishi. What a nice idea. I'm I'm so impressed. Very very good. Let's see who's next. Who's next? Uh-huh. Uh huh. David, what, what's your what's your thing? Uh, my 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 thing is Dush. Oh, I see. You have a juicer here. Yeah, I have a juicer. What are you juicing? Well, I thought we we're going to juice grapes. That's fantastic. That's really, you know, that's really like, wow. Is it going to be like wine? Actually, Ravi, it's probably going to taste pretty disgusting. I tried it a few times and just squeezing grapes is like, it's like, it's not geschmack. Oh, if you add sugar, it's good, but you have to add a lot of sugar. And my mother didn't want me to bring a bunch of sugar. So we're just doing the grapes. That's still, it's a beautiful idea. Excellent. I am, I am so proud. All right, who's over here? Let's see. Um, Zalman, what are you doing, Zalman? Oh, ah, uh, Rabbi, I'm I'm doing Zayre, Zayre, Zayre. How do you pronounce it? Zora. Oh, right, Rabbi Zayre. I'm doing Zayre because Zayre is windowing. Windowing. That's what Sammy told me. It is. No, no, no. Zayre is winnowing. Winnowing. Uh oh, Rabbi, I'm in trouble. Why? Well, because I just brought in a couple windows, and we're gonna up and down the windows and stuff. And didn't you talk to me about this before? Oh well, Rebbe, I, I, I thought I did. Okay. Ah, you know, I have when we did our project in class. I have leftover peanuts and leftover flour. So how about how about if we do winnowing, where I, I'll give you the peanuts and the flour. You'll run back to the classroom. You get some peanut shells, peanuts in the shell and flowers, and you'll have kids blow the blow the shells and and blow the flour away to get to the to get to the coins or something like we did in class. I guess, Rabbi. Okay, good. Let's do that for Zara because that, that, Zara really is winnowing, not windowing. Like they, like they. And don't tell Sammy that I corrected him, please. But, but yeah, like they. Alright, who are we up to next? Baruch! Ah! I'm so glad to see. How are you feeling, Baruch? But much better, Rabbi. 
Do you have COVID maybe? No, Rebbe. <coughs> no, Chas Shalom. I just <coughs> swallowed my candy. Oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, you feeling better? Yeah, my throat was hurting, but now it's better, Baruch Hashem. Okay, what are you doing, Baruch? I- I'm doing Bayer. Bayer? It's also to do Bayer. Rabbi, it's not Shabbos. Oh, right, I forgot. But I meant, I meant, what, what are you doing for your booth? That, that's what I meant, Rabbi. I'm doing Bayer. Oh, uh, what are you doing? Well, Rabbi, you remember how in class we did the Bayer with the deli beans? Oh, I remember. Yeah, that was fun. Well, but I, I decided we're doing Bayer with pickup sticks. Oh, because that's what you're really doing is your buyer you're selecting and, you, and you're supposed to select the good from the bad so you're some motor dick away and you do it with your hands and you can use a little stick for an extension wow that's a happy idea wow I heard Rebbe did that as a project one year <laughs> that that is true he did pick up sticks for buyer project but okay very good I'm, I'm impressed boy these boys are so creative it's a good thing we have a lot of kids coming alright who's next uh huh who's next Tully ah very good Tully what are you doing uh, Rebbe, I'm, I'm doing tochen. And, and what are you doing? Well, well, I, I wanted to bring in a grinder, but my mother wouldn't let, she thought it wasn't safe. I kind of agree with her. Oh, well, anyway, so, um, I decided we're gonna, we're gonna do tochen and we're going to, um, try to, try to make flour. Make flour? Yeah, I bought a bunch of wheat kernels, and, and I have this big rock, and this other big rock, and we're going to crush the wheat kernels between the rocks. That's a neat idea. Did you try to do it? Oh, I did. Did it work? Not really. <laughs> all right, all right, but it's fun. I'm sure everyone's going to have fun trying to bang two rocks together and maybe uh, crush some wheat kernels along the way and make flour. Beautiful. Excellent. All right, who are we up to next? Who's next? Oh, uh-huh, Menachem, what are you doing? Menachem, what are you doing? Well, Rebbe, I, I had this great idea. Sammy was so kind, and since Sammy's booth is next to mine, he, 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 he and I are going to share a, a, um, uh, uh, you know, a player, this, this thing here, what's it called? A stereo system? That's right. And, and I'm going to do Mirakade. Mirakade? Yeah, I'm going to play Chasana music, and everyone's going to dance! Uh, Sammy helped you with this project? Yes, he did. Um, it's true that Meraki does mean to dance. Yeah, Sammy told me. Kate's a Meraki, that's why at, at a chasana they, they, uh, dance at a chasana because of, because it's the Malacha Meraki and, and on Shabbos you're not allowed to dance because it's Meraki. That's not exactly the case, but Meraki is where the kernels dance in the sifter when you're sifting things out and the kernels bounce up and down, that's called dancing. Oh. Well, so, so we're acting like kernels in a sifter. Okay, that's fine, that's fine. So we're going to dance. We're play music and everyone's going to dance and we're going to play freeze dance. Oh, that's a neat idea. Okay, okay. And the winner's going to get two tickets. Excellent. Wow, this is really, really, you guys have such great ideas. Excellent. All right. Who are we up to? Uh-huh. Loser. Rebbe. My name's not Loser. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Elazar. Yes, Rebbe. Elazar, what are you doing? Rebbe, I, I'm, I'm doing the malacha of Lush. Aha. Uh-huh. Excellent. And what are you doing? Well, I'm working together with Ephraim. Oh. Yeah. You see, I have the guys mixing dough and making batter for cookies. Oh. And Ephraim. Yes, Ephraim, what are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm having them bake the cookies. I brought this little bunch of ovens in and we're going to bake the cookies. Are they, they going to blow the fuse or something? Maybe it's not going to work because the fuse is going to, oh, maybe it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Beautiful. Excellent. Excellent. How many cookies per person? Three cookies per person. 
Excellent. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. All right. Gimpo. What about you? What are you doing, Gimpo? Rabbi, I have the greatest idea. I see that, well, it, it looks like you have a fence and it looks like you have like a little bit of, of, um, some sawdust on the ground or something. And, and, but, I see some scissors. Okay, that's good. But, but, but what are you doing? Rabbi, I'm doing the malacha of gozes. I'm not doing it now. I mean, I mean, I'm, my project for my, for my affairs, malacha of gozes. All right. And you know my uncle? Yeah. So he's a farmer. I, I know that. He's a very nice man. And he, he often gives me fresh, delicious chalvisal milk. And sometimes eggs too. Yeah, well anyway, so my, my uncle, he has a truck outside with four sheep inside. Oh really? That's right. And, and when the time comes, he's gonna bring you one of the sheep, and everyone's gonna get a chance to do gozes, to share the sheep. Wow. And they can even take the wool home, because my uncle says he has a lot of extra sheep wool, so he's good. Wow, that is amazing, Gimple. Whoa. Yeah, so we're gonna have real sheep in the school. <laughs> That's gonna be fun. Uh, especially when it goes bad, bad black sheep or whatever, whatever the wool, you know. Um, or Mary had a little lamb and followed her to school or something. Uh, whatever. I, I don't know those things so well. Those are, those are Gaisha Zach and I don't know so much about them. Oh, okay, fine. Anyway, excellent, beautiful. Who is next over here? I see we have Mutti. What are you doing, Mutti? Rabbi, I'm doing Malabane. Oh, really? And what are you doing from Malabane? Well, Rabbi, um, uh, Sammy gave me this great idea. Oh, no. See, Sammy's very into this project over here. Sammy gave me this great idea. Uh, Sammy's idea was that um, I should take this ketchup, okay, and squirt it on people, and and then they're going to try to get it out of their clothing. <sighs> ketchup? Yeah, well, well, actually, oh, I, I forgot a step. Um, Sammy told me that Rebbe wouldn't like if I squirt their actual clothing. So, they're, they're, see over here, I have this pile of shirts. So I'm going to... I'm going to give each person a, a, one of these shirts to wear. It's like from my father's old shirts. And they're going to wear it. And then I'm going to squirt it. And then they're going to try to wash it out in the sink and come back into the room with it clean. And whoever cleans it the best um, will be, will be, will be, will have cleaned it the best. Oh, okay. Um, is there any soap? Well, actually, in the in the bathroom, I, I left a big, gigantic bottle of detergent. I hope Rebbe Feingold doesn't find out about this. What, Rebbe? Um, something tells me that the bathroom is going to become one big bubble. Well, that's, that's actually funny because uh, that's what somebody else said too. <laughs> I imagine. Okay, very good. So now now we got... Oh, excellent, excellent. All right, Mati Shkech. Ah, finally, Sammy, we are up to you. We are up to you, Sammy. I can't wait to see what you are doing. What malach are you doing, Sammy? Well, Rabbi, I'm doing the malach of Tzeveah. Really? Oh, that's the malach I gave you? I thought I gave Molochas that everyone matched their names. I thought that's how we did it. We tried to match everyone to their names. How come you got Tzeveah? Is your Hebrew name Tzeveah? Uh, no, Rebbe. Is your Hebrew name maybe Tzvi? Rebbe. Rebbe knows my Hebrew name. Yeah, that's true. I do. I don't know why I give you Tzeveah. Anyway, Rebbe. Yes, what, what are you doing for, what are you doing for the Molochah of Tzeveah? For the Molochah of coloring? Well, Rebbe, I had this great idea. Okay. Rebbe, you see over here, mm-hmm, I see a lot of sponges. That's right. And you see over there, I see a wall with a big roll of paper on on the wall. The, what, how's that paper hanging there? Well, Rebbe, I had the janitor. He climbed up to the ceiling, and he attached two long strings. And he brought them down, and we put it, the roll of paper 
the like the roll part through the strings through the roll, and we tied a knot in them, and so the roll of paper is hanging at about six feet tall, and I could pull down the paper like this, and I put a tape, a piece of tape over here, and a piece of tape over here, okay, and then Rebbe sees all those buckets of paint, I do, and then you take the sponge and you try to throw it at the wall. And, and you try to paint a picture, and then when you're done, I cut off the piece of paper, and I give it to you after, after you can take it, put it someplace where it's dry, and then you have a painting that you did, and that's us on Shabbos, because you're not allowed to be Tevea on Shabbos, and this is like Tevea. Wow, that is a great, an awesome idea. And the Rebbe finished with the rest of the Talmudim for the rest of the Malachus. The Bona Malacha by Binyamin involved literally building a model car. Not a fancy model, but a building a car. The Malacha of Mavir by Mayer was also, well, I don't know if the Manal approved of it, but it involved taking some matches and trying to burn some paper. All very, very beautiful jobs, and very incredible, very interesting things. It was 11 o'clock. The doors opened. The first class to come was the pre-K. Back in his classroom, Chaim was talking to his Rebbe. Rebbe, it's 11 o'clock. It's time to go. Chaim, why are you so eager to go to this fair anyway? Well, Rebbe, Rebbe told us that, that, that it's a good way to spend class time. And anyway, Rebbe, Rebbe said when he finishes the next three Pesukim, we're going to have a big test on the entire Parsha. And um, if Rebbe doesn't finish today, then we're not going to have a test till next week. And that's better. All right. But Chaim, anyway, we can't go yet. But Rebbe, Rebbe said, it's not fair. Chaim. I'm sorry, Rebbe. I, I forgot. I was a little, I was a little out of myself. Okay. I know that the Manal and I thought it was 11 o'clock, but we looked at the schedule again. It's actually 11.20. For the first 20 minutes, the younger kids are going. The pre-K and kindergarten are going to the fair for the first 20 minutes. Rebbe. Yes, Zundel. But Rebbe, uh, um, what are they going to know about Lamas Vlachos? It's just a fair and it's a way of showing making a schmack. And if you know, you'll learn a little bit about it. Just, just, just don't worry about it. Let's, let's go, let's learn three psukim. Rebbe, no, we can't learn three psukim. The whole class was in an uproar. Okay, okay, tell me that we'll learn two psukim and, uh, three quarters of the next one. Okay? We won't finish. Meanwhile, back at the fair, the kindergarten pre-K came in and they were enjoying themselves. Three kids got stuck climbing the tree, I mean climbing the rock wall, and required the person in charge of the rock wall to come and get, to climb up after them and get them. Four kids, pre-K kids, slipped on the marbles and fell on, fell down and they got a boo-boo. And a couple of kids, they were told to eat the apples to the seeds and they ate the apples past the seeds. And should I maybe, should I maybe, uh, uh, give them some dirt to put in their stomachs, Rebbe? No, no, Zvulun, we're not putting dirt in their stomachs. But, but they ate the seeds, they can't put the dirt in the flower pot, so, it's okay, they'll be fine. And, when it came to baking, Baruch Hashem, the baking went okay, except probably nobody really wants to eat the cookies, cause they didn't really wash their hands beforehand. The Rebbe fixed that for afterwards, but for that, for that particular round. And when it came to sharing the sheep, it was more like scaring the sheep. Every time the kids came and they poked the sheep and they poked them with the sharp scissors and the sheep went, bah, bah, and tried to run away. And Gimple's uncle really had to hold on tight to the sheep. When it came to the lollipops, that was very successful. Except some of the precares took a little more than one or two. And, and the boys were having lots and lots of fun. There was grape juice flowing all over the floor like we expected. There was... Dancing. Oh, the dancing. Let me tell you about the dancing. The pre-cares loved it. 
They were dancing and playing freeze dance, and it was so much fun. I mean, pre-Kers and kindergartners love it. They even tried to play a little bit of musical chairs. Ah, geschmack. When the kids came to Sammy's booth in Sevilla, things got a little interesting. Sammy had his paints, all different colors, seven different colors, big buckets full of paint. And Sammy explained what they had to do. And the pre-Kers were really excited. They lined up one at a time. And Sammy stood by the wall, pointing at the paper. And he said, okay, everyone, throw the sponges, when it's your turn, at the paper. You get five sponge throws to make your design. The first pre-Ker came and he dipped his sponge in the red paint. And it came up dripping paint. And he took the sponge and he put it behind him to throw, as kids do. And when he did... The person behind him got dripped down with red paint. And then he threw it forward and the red paint splattered in the entire room. People were covered wherever they were. And the sponge went straight into Sammy's face. Splat. Sammy used his sleeve to wipe off his face. Uh, What's your name? My name is Mythy. Okay, Mythy? No, Mythy. Okay, Mythy. Oh, oh, Mythy, sorry. Mythy. We're not throwing it at my face. We're throwing it at at the paper. I did throw it at the paper. Um, okay. You know what? Maybe try to throw it at my face. And then maybe it'll go on the paper. And she dipped his next sponge into the green paint. And he picked it up. And he lifted it to throw it. And he dropped it behind him. Oh, sorry. Nasi. <sighs> Okay, pick it up now and throw it at the paper. Remember? Oh, I mean, at my face. Okay. Ready, set. Just then, Rabbi Feingold walked by with the camera as Maishi let go of this sponge and it flew directly into Sammy's face, splattering him with green. As Rabbi Feingold snapped that picture, as the picture captured the splatter of the green in all different directions. (laughs) Sammy, is that what's supposed to happen? No, Rabbi Feingold, Sammy said, as he tried to use his other sleeve to clean his face. It, it's supposed to go on the paper. Oh, Sammy, maybe you shouldn't stand there. But then, Rabbi, it would go on the wall. Oh, I see. And it was an incredible thing, because somehow every single pre-care and Kate person, one to the other, seemed to only know how to throw at Sammy or his face. Since Sammy wanted them to go home with something... After his face was colored with all the different colors, he would put his face against the paper and then cut off that piece of paper and give it to the kids. And so pre-cares and kindergartners all came home that day with an image of a face painted in many, many different colors. And their parents asked them, Hey, why do you have a picture of a face? Is that your face? And each kid would say, No, it's Sammy's face. You mean Sammy put his face in paint and put it on this paper and the kids would say no we painted sammy's face after the pre-k and kindergarten finished going through the entire thing it was an amazing experience for them they went around with their teachers saying thank you thank you thank you one after the other and on their way out they got a little treat and they were able to use their tickets to buy a little prize like one of those little plastic toys that you basically throw out as soon as you get And then it was time for first through eighth to come. It was incredibly busy. The school was packed. And it was super, super, super busy. Everyone was running around doing activities and having lots of fun. 
Chayim went in order of the Malachos. He first did Zorea, then he played marbles of Chorish. He had an incredible time climbing the tree. He enjoyed really very much collecting lollipops and playing pickup sticks. And then he came to Sammy's booth, the Tzovea, which was placed next to Merakid. And Chaim noticed that there was music playing from, hey, Sammy, why is there music playing from my CD player? I borrowed it, Sammy said quickly. Who gave you permission to borrow my CD player? Well, don't worry about it, Chaim, but why are you using my CD player? Actually, we're using it for Meraki because Mutti is Merakating with it. He's Merakating? Yep. What does that mean? Going to Morocco? No, no, no. He's doing, uh, they're dancing. Oh, right, they're dancing, they're freeze dancing. Okay. But why are you bringing a CD player? Let Mutti bring in the CD player. Why is that kid using my CD player? Well, because I needed the CD player also. Why do you need the CD player? You're doing the Malach of Tsovea. Well, because I know that people are the best artists when they're in the mood to be an artist. And when you play this music on the CD player, it gets you in the mood. And then Chaim noticed that he was not going to be in the mood to be Tsovea. Because his CD player had become Tzavua. What in the world is all that stuff on my CD player? Uh, what stuff? That red, purple, yellow, green liquid that is hardening on my CD player? Oh, that is paint. I can't believe it. You took my CD player, you brought it here, and now it's covered in paint? That is not acceptable. I am taking that CD player right now, wiping it off, and putting it in my locker. No, you can't do that. It'll mess up my whole project, my whole thing, and it'll mess up Meraki. We can't do that. I I can't let you do that. And Chaim walked forward to take his CD player. And Sammy walked forward to stop him. And Chaim was pushing towards the CD player. And Sammy was pushing Chaim away from the CD player. And the floor was covered in paint. Now, paint is a liquid. When you have liquids on the floor, it becomes slippery. And when you step on something slippery and you're not being careful, you slip. And when you slip on slippery things, when you're not being careful, you fall. And sometimes when you fall, you get a boo-boo. And Sammy was pushing Chaim. And Chaim was pushing Sammy and... Strangely enough, Sammy pushed Chaim hard enough that Chaim fell. His head connected with the floor and suddenly Chaim had an extra hole in his head. The skin that was covering his skull had split open and now there was red, not red paint but red blood pouring out of his head. Now, just so you know, when a person bleeds from their head, it almost always is a lot of blood because your body is constantly pumping blood into your head to keep your brain healthy. 
So the amount of blood doesn't really indicate how serious the boo-boo is. There could be tons of blood. And it doesn't mean chas v'shalom, that anything really serious is happening, except that the person might need stitches. If you've ever had a nosebleed chas v'shalom lo'elenu, and lots of blood comes out, you don't suddenly find yourself picking up pieces of your brain, right? You don't find yourself suddenly chas v'shalom needing to go to the emergency room because the blood came out of your nose. So lots of blood doesn't necessarily mean anything really serious, but it is certainly scary to anyone who sees it. And there was tons of blood pouring out of poor Chaim's head. Sammy saw this, and Sammy immediately decided he has to clean it up and help his brother. And Sammy thought to himself, they how we're in the Malach of Tzvea. In my booth we're doing and learning the Malach of Tzvea. I have to learn how to properly clean up blood when it spills on Shabbos. What do I do? Should I use something red? Or should I use something white? Um, I forgot which one I'm supposed to do. Oh, you're supposed to wash it away. But I don't have any water. All I have is paint. And Sammy ran to his green paint. And he took it and he ran back to where Chaim was lying. And he threw his green paint all over Chaim's head to wash away the blood that was coming out of his head. And the green was dripping all around. Chaim's face now had green dripping off the sides. Rabbi Gold seeing a commotion, as all the boys were starting to get concerned, came running over. Rabbi Feingold also started to come running over. Meanwhile, Sammy decided that his first attempt didn't work, and he immediately was going to try his second attempt to clean up the blood that was spilled, and he took off his own shirt, and under his shirt, he had his tzitzis. His tzitzis were made of white material, and he knew that the next best thing is to use something white, he didn't have any tissues or paper towels to clean it up. And so he took off his tzitzis and he started to use his tzitzis to clean off his brother's green and red head. Meanwhile, Rabbi Feingold came. And Rabbi Feingold said, Sammy, what's going on? And Sammy said, with tear-filled eyes, Chayim is dying. The school floor... Let me just tell you, it took a few minutes to resolve the situation. Rabbi Feingold called in the janitor. The janitor came and he cleaned up the mess on the floor with lots and lots and lots and lots of water and lots and lots and lots of special kind of vacuum cleaner to suck up liquids. Chaim himself, Rabbi Feingold and Rabbi Gold literally carried out of the auditorium. And they brought him to Rabbi Feingold's office and they put him on Rabbi Feingold's couch, which used to be black, but now is black, green, and red. And Rabbi Feingold took some special cloths that he had meant for just cleaning things up in general, like shmatas, and he cleaned up as much as he could around Chaim's head. And he found the spot that was cut, that was bleeding, and he saw that it was a little bit more than he expected. And so Rabbi Feingold was about to pick up the phone to call Chaim's parents and tell them that they should come and take Chaim to the doctor to get some stitches. When all of a sudden, Sammy came running into Rabbi Feingold's office with tear-filled eyes. And with him was Tani, which is short for Yonasan. Rabbi Feingold... I, I have the solution. 
the fear could solve Chayi's problem. You know, we learn that, that a person who does something wrong, they should do the tshuva. If, if a person, if a, the person who does the bad thing should, should try to use the, himself to fix things up. So I'm trying to fix up. It's my fault that Chaim got a boo on his head. I pushed him too hard. And, and so I'm going to try to fix it up. So I, I got, I got my friend over here, Tani, to fix it up. Tani? Yeah, Tani's booth in, in, in the Lama Tesman Lachosphere is Tofer. It, it's sewing. And, and I, I, I brought him along. He's going to, he's going to sew Chaim's head up. Yeah, right, Tani. You brought your stuff. Yeah, I brought my I brought my sewing kit over here. Here's my needle and, and here's my thread. And and I know it's supposed to be that you're supposed to make sure that it's not germy. So I also brought over here. I also brought over here a, a container of alcohol that that I got from the school nurse. I'm going to pour it on Chaim's head like this. No, don't don't do that. Everything goes. No, no, don't don't. Well, what's the matter? I'm going to pour it on his head. It's going to be sterilized and clean. And then I'm going to sew it up with my sewing kit. You know what, Tani, I really appreciate your efforts. Sammy, also, your mom is a nice brother, and you're trying so hard. But but the problem is, if you pour that on Chaim's head, you know what's going to happen? No. It's going to sting and hurt terribly, and Chaim's going to cry in pain. And if you sew his head with that needle and thread, you know what's going to happen? He's going to cry in pain. Why? Because it hurts when you put needles and sewing kits in people's heads. Oh. But then what are they going to do in the hospital? Aren't they going to do the same thing? Oh, maybe in the hospital they have sewing machines and it goes faster. No, they don't have sewing machines in the hospital. Then then what happens? They use stitches. Right, that's what I want to do. So what's the problem? Uh, the problem is that in the hospital they have a special chemical that they can put on your skin that makes the nerves in your skin go to sleep and not feel pain. It's called numbing medicine. It makes it feel numb. You know how when you go to the dentist and you get your cavities filled? Uh, not really, Tani said. What do you mean? I don't have any cavities. Oh, well, people who have cavities go to the dentist and the dentist has to fix their tooth and they have to put something in the cavities. It hurts to put something in the cavities. Well, it hurts because the dentist usually has to drill a little bit more and put something in, and that hurts. So they put they put a needle in your mouth. That probably hurts. It does. But what the dentist could do is they could put a topical cream onto your gums, and it makes it numb. Rabbi Feingold, yes, Tani. I don't really understand what 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 you're talking about. Okay, don't worry about it. The point is, Chaim won't appreciate it, and Chaim who was crying still, even though he was not making a lot of noise. Tears were still coming out of his eyes because he was still in pain from his head. Chaim motioned to Rabbi Feingold that he wanted to say something. Yes, Chaim, what is it? You want him to stitch your head up? Chaim turned his head back and forth to say no. And he tried to laugh because it was funny because he knew that Rabbi Feingold was joking. But instead, he said, Rabbi Feingold! Yes, Chaim. Rabbi Feingold tells Sammy he has to give me back my CD player. You're still worried about that, huh? Okay, Sammy. It's okay, Chaim. You don't have to worry about your CD player getting messy anymore. Why not? Well, (laughs) maybe you want to find out after you get the stitches. Why? Because then you'll have enough energy to chase me and beat me up. What? Well, you see, when we were fighting, yeah, 
and and we were pushing each other. Yeah, and and you slipped. Yeah. Well, the CD player which was on the desk, it kind of fell off the desk. Yeah, and, and it kind of fell into the bucket of purple paint. <laughs> oh, and it kind of doesn't work anymore. Chaim said, "You're right. I need more energy to beat you up. I'm saving that for later." Good. I'll make sure not to be home later. Okay. Just then, Chaim's mother and father came running in. Oi, Chaim, what's the matter? And his mother went over to him and sat down and started to hug him. Oi, vey, oi, vey. And then she stood up. Oi, vey. Oi, vey, look at my clothing. What's all this paint? Well, Baruch Hashem, they took Chaim to the hospital. Chaim got six stitches. Wow. That's a lot. Sammy, meanwhile, had to go back with his class. That booth was closed down. They had to spend the next 20 minutes or maybe even 30 minutes afterwards specifically cleaning up just Sammy's area. Now they not only had to clean up paint, they had to clean up blood. And then they had to take apart the whole entire thing. They missed about half a day of English secular studies because of it. All the boys were cheering as Mrs. McGillicuddy just sat there and watched them clean up. And when Sammy finally got home and Chaim was in his bed resting after having such a long and hard day, Sammy noticed that Chaim was still covered in paint. (gasps) Chaim, why didn't you take a shower? Chaim glared at Sammy and he said, you know what the doctor said? No. For the next 24 hours, I can't take a shower because of my stitches. Oh, and for the next 24 hours, I should just be calm and stay in bed and rest so that I don't possibly pop my stitches and start bleeding again. Oh, but Sammy, yes, after 24 hours, you know what I'm going to do? Yeah, you're going to take a shower. Before I take a shower, um, you're going to say Modani. Before I say Modani, um, bench gaimo. Before I bench Gaimo, bring a carbon toda, thank Hashem that you didn't get killed, that you didn't really die when you were dying the ground. No, Sammy. I'm going to make you learn what Sovea means. Yeah? I'm going to actually make you learn what Sovea means and what Shochet means. What does that mean? Do you want me to say it out loud? Um, I don't know. Mommy won't let me say it out loud. Uh, what, what do you want to say? I'll write it for you on a piece of paper. Um, do I want to read it? Probably not. So then why are you going to write it if I'm not going to read it? Let's just say that if you thought my six stitches was something that was what to worry about, think about how it will be necessary to put in about 600 stitches into you when I'm done with you. Just then, Tati walked by the room. Chaim? Yes, Ta? I think I just heard you say something that was not so nice. What did I say? Sammy? I'm sorry? You, Tati said that I said something not so nice. Maybe I said Sammy. That's not so nice. I don't know what that means. But did you just say to Sammy you're going to hurt him? No, ta, chas v'shalom. I'm never gonna hurt Sammy. 
for the next 24 hours. <clears throat> I'm never going to hurt Sammy. After all, he didn't make me embarrassed in front of my whole class, which is also like killing someone, by the way, like making me die in front of the whole class because I died of embarrassment. And he didn't also dye my whole body with his funny paints and dye the ground with my blood. You know, Sammy said, I can't believe it. Chaim, you're right. My booth was the best. I did the most surveyor. I did the best. I was surveying so many different ways. I died in so many different ways. Actually, Sammy, Chaim said, there's still one way that you didn't die. That will happen in 24 hours. <gasps> That's the end of the story. But I just have to tell you, after 24 hours, Chaim was feeling better. After 24 hours, Chaim's father said to Chaim, if you touch and hurt Sammy, that's called Nikama. And Chaim complained to his father about his broken CD player. And his father told Chaim that Sammy is responsible to pay for it. But Sammy argued. And Sammy said, Ta, is it possible that I'm under Bar Mitzvah? And if I'm under Bar Mitzvah, I'm not Chayiv. The Mishnah Baba Kama says, that if a child hurts you or damages you, it's tough luck on you. And Tati had to agree. And Tati said, fine. I won't make you pay for the CD player. But what I will do is I will not be giving you allowance for the next year. But that why? Because I'm going to save that money and use it for buying a new CD player. But Ta, Ta, that's my allowance. Tati's stealing my allowance. But Sammy, Tati said, is there any halacha in Shulchan Aruch that you have to give your kids allowance? And that's why Sammy is still in the Beis HaMedrash. He's going through all the Tariag mitzvahs because he's trying to find the mitzvah of giving allowance to your children. Do you like a good story? Do you like mystery, adventure, and excitement? Go to your local bookstore and ask for When the Ice Melts and The Chip, written by Rabbi Yechesko Yudkovsky. Two teen novels with incredible plot lines and full of adventure and fun. <laughs>